And ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of Keys to the City, the first of 2024. It's been a long overdue. It's been a couple weeks, but Ted, how the hell have you been, man? There's uh, anything new in your life? Nope. Everything is good. <laughs> everything is normal. There's nothing going on. Nothing important that's happened. Nope. Where is he? Where's the stud? Where's the real stud? He's sleeping. Leave him on. Okay. Okay. Baby Theo. December 24th, the Christmas Eve, baby. It was a Christmas festivist miracle. But yes, I hope everybody has been safe. Hope everybody enjoyed their holidays. But we are back. And as the new year comes in, as 2024, as we always say, as the new year always comes, it's always great because you got your goals, you got your mindset, you want to change up everything. But also, for us personally, it also is a sad time for us because we're only a month away. From the end of football. I know. It happens every year. I get it. We all are just like, oh, oh Ted, it happens. We, we're used to it. We'll get through it. I get it. But just every time. Like, how the hell does September go so... How does it go from September to January to February? That Like that. Like, I don't understand the concept of how fast time is flying by right in front of our eyes. <laughs> it's, I mean, listen, football's on... Well, I mean, I was going to say football's once a week. But no, I mean, I just... It's like life, man. Everything well, now is it like- now it is. It's officially once a week because oh, yeah, no, Thursday night. You don't get Monday night. Yeah, no. It was last week was really just the culmination of a football season between the bowl se- season where you had games every every other day. Yeah. You, know, you know, you had week six, week seventeen of the game. So you had game. I mean, listen, you had games. I know you still. We still got to get used to what week it is in the NFL because of yeah. This I mean, yeah. I mean, change. you had like two weeks of nonstop football between college football, you know, and the NFL and the bowl championship series. So realistically, we got one more week of college football next Monday, the national championship. We got Sunday, the last week in the regular season, and then after that, it's just Saturdays and Sundays, you know. And then we know how that goes; it goes by so quick. Then we'll have the Super Bowl, and then we'll have. You're, you're gonna like what I'm about to put up right now for you. And then we'll just have boring time. And there's also some big breaking news right now, ladies and gentlemen. I got to show you it. Ted wins his first fantasy championship. <laughs> Absolutely, Ted is having a hell of a time right now in life. Having a beautiful baby, beautiful nephew, beautiful son, and now he's winning a fantasy championship. Is there any more greatness that can happen for Ted? I need some of your luck. Can I get some yeah, of your bro. luck now? I'm, I'm first some... place in that other week, too, the pick them with the spreads. Yeah, you, dude, you might look at you. You're on a roll right now. Things are looking up. <laughs> but, yes, we have the NFL one final week of the regular season, and then we start. A 14-team playoff for a right to win a Super Bowl championship. And then we're also going to talk quickly about the college football playoff. Another great year. Thank goodness. Thank goodness that Monday's games survived, made this bowl season, I guess, worth watching. Because the bowl season has failed miserably. We'll talk about that down the line. But we got a national championship. One versus two. Two undefeated teams. Hell of a matchup that it's going to be. It's a rematch from the 1991 National championship, actually. Yeah, there, should be, there should be a really good game, bro. I'm excited. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. But let's get into the NFL. Ted, 18 weeks. A lot is happening. A lot on the line this week. The AFC East, which we once thought was a closed, I guess, casket, is now coming back 
from the dead and the Buffalo Bills having an opportunity to win an AFC East title to go from two from the top two seed going to all the way possibly not making the playoffs. Do you want to talk about the Giants at all? Do you want to no. do you want to mention anything no, no, about the Giants? No, no, not yet. No. Okay. Okay. There's really nothing to talk about right now, Trev. The season's over. It was yeah. a it was a disappointing season. The it was same a miserable least. season, bro. It wasn't disappointing. It was a miserable season. It was back to old. Back to the same old. I wouldn't say it was miserable. It was just it was disappointing because there were opportunities. Not that we're a playoff caliber team where we would make noise, but we've talked about this over and over to nausea is the Bills game. We had an opportunity to win. Now, listen, good teams find a way to win. Bad teams don't find a way. But the Bills game, the Jets game this week against the Rams, yep. you have three more wins. You know, at least this game this weekend against Philly would have been at least a playoff type battle. What this season proved is kind of what every other Giant fan has been saying for years. We still don't have a quarterback. Um, and some of the issues that we have talked about since we did the show six, seven years ago really haven't gotten fixed. Can you believe that? That we've been doing this show for six, seven years, and the New York Giants have pretty much been the exact same. Yeah, I mean, think, I mean, think same. about it. We, we still don't have a quarterback since the EOI thing. So that, that, and we're no closer to that answer. And I don't even know what to think, what the Giants are going to do in the offseason regarding a quarterback. Do they bring back Daniel Jones? Do we bring back Daniel Jones with a sense? Well, they're going to bring back Daniel Jones. Because no one's going to take him. Do we draft a quarterback with the top five pick? Do we pass on a quarterback? Do we draft a quarterback late in the second or third round? Maybe go get a tackle or a guy like Brock Bowers to help the offense and Daniel Jones if he does come back. We don't if even that's know. That's the if case. Just go draft the receiver because the receiver. We don't even know if he's going. We don't even know if he's going to be healthy week one. Um, and then you know the offensive line. Realistically, we had our best offensive lineman miss most of the half the seasons with Andrew Thomas hamstring. Regular offensive line still sucks. Evan Neal at this point is considered a bust. Still has time to turn around, but at this point, or another. We don't have a really uh, explosive tight end or receiver in a game where it's about passing. We don't have a we don't have a one or a two receiver. We have a three, a four, a five, and a six. It's like we're playing poker and we got all the other cards. We don't have any. We don't have any. Uh, we have all face cards. We don't have none of the kings. We don't have no jacks. We have no queens. No. And then, <laughs> and then the defense took a step back this year. And I think a lot of that had to do with the offense because when you're putting the hole all the time and you're always trying to, I mean, it, you can you break. And last year we got lucky in a lot of games. We won a lot of one, one possession games, yeah. similar to what Minnesota did last year. You know where they won what eleven one possession game. So the whole thing is is kind of uh, it's disappointing. It wasn't miserable because miserable would have been the Jets. Miserable would have been Carolina. That's misery. You know, fair enough. Fair disappointing. enough. I think the Giants are in that next category where like there was there is some optimism. Like man, we could have been this, but we just we didn't have the talent and the players to do so. Who's it's, whining back there? Norman, because what is he? What's the I with him? Stop it. So Pipe down, Norm. So everything She'll be else, back. It's okay. So everything else with the Giants really hasn't changed. The kicking situation got worse. Now you're reading reports. I was just listening to Michael K. Jordan Renan reported that there's people in the Giants organization, I don't know if it's coaches or personnel, that are kind of over the dable. This can't uh, this can't happen thing. again. This I guess maybe can't. he's if he's too tough, he's too rough, he's not 2023 and he's still coaching in the 2000s. I don't know, but – Maybe There's, coaches should just not coach anymore because we got to play to this twenty twenty three and about cater it, to everybody. We got to be all nicey nice. We gotta, if you're, you're a football coach, but if we're, you, we're training men. We're not training on. boys. We're training men. But if you think, men. But if you think about man, it, this is, hold on. This is a grown ass man's game. It see. takes a man to play this game. 
Yeah, Luckily, yeah. we got to play. I know. I didn't make it to the NFL. Ted didn't make it to the NFL. Yeah, but we got to play this game. It takes a man to play this game. It doesn't take a boy. The boys sit in the back and in, in, in the seats. They sit in the bleachers. That's what the boys do. The men play this game. So with all this catering, oh, we got to do this and that, when people had problems with the enemy like Washington early on in the year. Give me a break. This is a man's game. Either you make it or you don't. Yeah, no, and if I you can't, then so be it. Look for something else. I just, as a Giant fan, I can't personally see having to go again down this path of having two years, and then we're like, see ya. It's the cutoff. It's almost like me with my relationships. I get to the one year, a year and a half point, and I'm like, that's my cutoff. <laughs> I got to look for something new. It's like, no, I don't want to see that happen to me, or I don't want to see that happen to the Giants again, Ted. But if you're saying what you're saying, it's something to definitely – be no noteworthy. It's definitely something that catches your attention. How about? Oh, that was twenty twenty two. Yeah, no. This is, what are you looking I'm at? Are you reading, looking at the uh, past? Is, or is, no, I'm reading about Jordan Renan. I supposedly he was criticizing Dable. There's some stuff going on. You got to think about the situation. Listen, we just said we're not. Well, you heard the rumors time. about Wink and Dable, so it's, Dable. Uh, you know, it, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't listen, know either, man. We, said we weren't going to talk about the Giants, so let's no, talk we just about talk. Some, we have to. We talk quickly listen, end of the year. Day, let's talk about the teams that have importance that have actually something to play for this week, and then w- what we're looking forward to in the playoffs because I yeah. think. As much as we presume that we know who's the dominant, the two dominant teams, which we know, we know who the two dominant teams are. The yeah, Ravens, I feel like the there's, Ravens a two, and the 49ers. there's a tier, and they're in the separate tiers. Yeah, the Ravens the and the yeah. 49ers. Yeah. And considering how you started the show, we're like, ah, the AFC is going to be so, you know, listen, there's no Joe Burrow. There, you know, uh, Miami just dealt with multiple injuries this past week, and Bradley Kansas Chubb City, do- Kansas City don't look. The same. They're going on the road this year. Chargers. I mean, what do you make of the AFC South? Jacksonville's on a cold streak and, and, right and, and now. And let's be honest. As great as the Ravens have played this year, Lamar's kind of statistical background. I get it. Oh, listen, he's he's got to prove it because I would ask you right now. Of the quarterbacks. Oh, it's easy. It's Lamar. It's it's to me the two quarterbacks. If well, Lamar's going to the playoffs. I say if because Lamar or Dak. No, to me it's more Josh Allen. Oh. Over Dak, if Dak and the Cowboys don't get to the conference or, and Dak plays bad, I just don't, here's my thing. So you're gonna put on that, McCarthy. Here's my thing, and, and well, is what the the argument with Dak and Josh Allen. Josh Allen, other first than Lamar, all, first of all, Trevi's got to win this week against Miami, and that's what I'm saying. Dak is, you're gonna have to play San Fran. I don't see anybody going into San Fran. In the NFC, maybe realistically, the only team that I think has a strong case that really could pull an upset, as crazy to say, is the Detroit Lions. I know that they lost last week and the controversial call and stuff like that, but the way their style of play, and I said it about a month or two ago, their style of play would be better off going against a team like Philly or San Fran. I don't see Dallas. I just don't see Dallas going into as a two seed if they win the NFC East, which they should because they're playing Washington. If they go into San Fran that Sunday NFC title game, I don't give the chances and the opportunity, the odds greatly to Dallas. Whereas Buffalo, the reason I say Buffalo needs to because it's like Lamar. You don't know what you're going to get from Lamar in the playoffs. You've seen Josh Allen play well. He went toe to toe with. Patrick Mahomes, I know last year, but that was the team. I think Josh Allen, the way they've been playing Buffalo, running the football and not making Josh Allen be Superman where he's throwing 50 times a game and he has his picks and stuff, 
they're starting to become more of a formidable foe going forward. Baltimore, yes, they're the one seed. It's kind of like San Fran with Purdy specifically. You don't trust Purdy yet because you have to see what he can do in the playoffs. But with that team overall fully healthy at home, I just don't see a lot. I just don't see a lot of success coming out of the well, NFC other than San Fran. I will say this: Purdy didn't do much against Dallas last year in the playoff game in the divisional round, and then yeah. he got hurt in the conference championship. He's had a great regular season. He made the Pro yeah. Bowl. Congratulations! Was an MVP candidate. I tell you, he's not too far down on the on the pressure list. I would say he's like I would say he's four, right behind the big three. Yeah, my for me personally, my rankings would be right now going into the playoffs, and there's an an if because I don't know if the Bills are going to be in the playoffs. But yeah, because if they lose, I'm, and I'm assuming wins. that Buffalo is one way or the other, whether it's winning the AFC East or getting a wild card spot, is going to make the playoffs. You hope? Yeah, I know that would suck. That would suck. I, I it would take a hit to the AFC, and you even said it earlier. You don't want to see like no offense. You don't want to see Pittsburgh. You don't want to see the Colts or the Texans. And no, I know I don't mind. I mean, listen, the, I, the Texans would no, be interesting. I, the Texans would be interesting. Yes, Jags. Cleveland's already locked in. Cleveland and Baltimore are already They're locked dangerous. in. They're dangerous. That one Cleveland five. team. You know the Chiefs are already locked in. That's the other thing this week. So many backup quarterbacks are playing this week. A lot of guys are sitting out. Thank this God there's is, no thank God there's no fantasy playoffs for you guys this, this year. This is gonna, some leagues still uh, this is oh, gonna be this is going to be like a week three preseason week for some of these teams. We're like hey listen San Francisco yeah. McCaffrey's not playing anybody that's close to being banged up is probably not playing. Yeah. Um you know Dallas needs to win of course Philly needs to win um and need help. You know, you got the Rams, you got Detroit. I don't how about know. the How about the Saturday night game? Oh, that's a, Colts that's Texans. A that's, a, that's a win and get in. Colts Texans could win a division title or just not even make the playoffs. Me, Ryan Rank is like I was saying. To me, the number one player quarterback going into the playoffs that faces the most pressure, I would say, is Lamar. Because if he wins another MVP, that's two on his list, and he's the number one team again, and they've been dominating everybody they've played this year. No matter who they played, I know that they could be almost with one loss because they've had a couple games where they blew 10-point leads. So they probably could have almost one loss. I would say Lamar. I'd still say Josh Allen. And then I would put Dak and Purdy. Those would be my top four quarterbacks going into the playoffs, facing a lot of pressure. I think Jalen Hurts is in that conversation too, but Philly is a whole hell of a lot more. Yeah, than I, just think, a, I, I think that's an organizational thing. That's a, Yeah, that there's something brewing in, in Philly right now. And then here, listen. The NFC South is still open for grabs. I, I, I know. know that's. I know that's all seen, the Bucks need to do is win, beat Carolina. Carolina. Thank God you played Carolina. Yeah, and then you got the Saints in Atlanta this week. And listen, that's why why you set up the divisional matchups at the end of the season. Yep. Or you know who's spoiled and <laughs> what's going on over there. Norm is just making noise, but no, it's oh Norm. Listen, I I, I am by Norm. I'm a, somewhat excited for the weekend, you know, yeah. because there are there are meaningful games. Like, I mean, you start with the first one, Saturday. Realistically, it kind of stinks. It's a huge Baltimore game. Play. Yeah, for Pittsburgh, not for Baltimore. They very close. Still a huge, they, ga- still so a huge really game. Nothing. So, Baltimore, do they even try? Do they try to win with no with no significant? I hate. I don't like this. I don't know how you feel about this, but I hate this whole resting. Especially oh. if you're like a one seat, oh. like a like oh, no. a Lamar's not touching the field. But like I'm saying, but like certain players, like not the whole. Like I feel like because you do end up getting, you've seen it countless amount of times yeah. in the playoffs where listen, these teams care. come back and they look like dog shit. No, they don't, don't look honestly, the same. It doesn't. 
it's not fluent. It's not gelling. At the end of the day, Lamar has to say, can't risk, can't risk, can't risk anything. You know, if he was was close to an NFL record where he needs like a hundred yards passing, maybe I play him the first quarter or the first half, but I can't play him more. I can't afford him getting hit. Of course. You know, even like the 49ers, McCaffrey. See what yeah, well, he's not playing. Like, he's dealing with yeah. the injury. Right you know what I mean? If I'm like Warner or Trent Williams, some of those guys, listen, Mahomes is not playing. You can't risk any of your significant players. Everyone else plays. You want the backup play. Tyler Hunley is a reliable backup for Baltimore, you know, but I'm yeah. not Lamar. You know, running backs, but there's really no one on offense other than Lamar that should defense. You know, listen, I, I, I feel like you got to play some sort of your you know, starters. Not quarterback, no quarterbacks. But like you have to, I feel like you have to play some sort just because, especially if you're San Fran and in Baltimore, you're waiting a few weeks to play. Well, you're gonna have rust come that Sunday or Saturday in a few weeks. Well, at the end of the day, it is what it is. You can't risk you can't risk injury. And what if San Fran is like, say San Fran hasn't played McCaffrey's coming back, all these guys are on the first game they play is against like Philly. I listen, it is what it is. That's why the or how about Baltimore? They play Cleveland, like but that. That's what makes everything interesting with regards to the playoffs. Because, like we, said, like we said before, we don't really know. We know Baltimore and 49ers are the head of their classes. Baltimore has been the head and front center, and they've been the head and front and center of the league, especially yeah. what they've done the last month and a half, just dominating division. They've dominated yeah. everybody, bro. Yeah, I mean, and it's wide open because right now, as good as we thought, Miami, Miami's just crumbling right now. Injury after injury, it's just. It's falling apart for Miami. I just don't – I see them – listen, I'll tell you, it'll be a fun matchup if they lose and they have to go to Kansas City because both of those teams – be Miami at Kansas City. Well, they would be – well – If oh, Buffalo the wins six, the division, six. Miami becomes the wild card and becomes the 3-6. No, would they be the they be the 6 seed no matter yep. what? Yeah, because wow. the Browns the Browns are the 5 seed and locked in. So that means the Texans – Even Colts. if they lost? Yes. So wow. the Texans the Texans-Colts would be the 7 seed. So you would have Texans against Buffalo, possibly, or Colts Buffalo at the two. You'd have Chiefs, and you'd have um, wow. You'd have the Chiefs in Miami, and then you'd have Cleveland at Jacksonville. Or if Jacksonville loses, and Texans win, they could win the division. I was just reading about that's this. That's I know. At the AFC South is still wide open. I mean, Jacksonville, a team that people thought was going to take take the next step this year, has kind of just fallen flat. All three, all three, te- all three teams are wide open. And that's the thing. Like the Jaguars have been falling flat, but like they're a team that you could see. Like you know what, if something clicks. They still have the quarterback Lawrence. Like just he's got to play this week. But you know, they have the coach. They have the personnel. They I could- think what's killing the season right now is the the consistency well, of the amount the of injuries. Injury. That's what I was going to say. Is the consistency of the injuries that continue to just pile on week after week. Well, especially the quarterback stuff. We talked about that. You know, the Jets with with. Um, you know, with Rodgers, and I get it. That was a hundred years ago. But Joe Burrow being out, you know what I mean. Herbert being out, I get it. The Chargers were a lost cause. Yeah. You know what I mean. The whole Denver situation is a debacle. <laughs> That's great. There's so much. It's like pandemonium. It's bedlam. I mean, like and it, like, there's like so many teams right now that are dealing with something in house. Yeah, Pittsburgh's on their third quarterback. You know what he's I mean. Been, he's been playing the best out of all three this year. Yeah. yeah well, so. You know, I mean, look at the Browns. They're on their fourth quarterback. Joe Flacco playing off off the bench. Joey Flack, baby, thirty eight years young. Joe Cool. So Joey Flack. You know, and then you know, with regard to the playoffs, it looks like the Rams will probably make the playoffs. You know, you got the Rams, Detroit, the South. Who's the other wild card team that would be in the NFC? 
Seattle, Green Bay. Bay. And what Uh, it likely is if you get the matchups, you're going to have Green Bay playing Dallas as a 7-2. You have Philly as the 5-4 probably playing Tampa. And then the Rams will go to Detroit, which I think that's would be a great – I think all the NFC games would be great. I still think Dallas would beat Green Bay, but I think Green Bay would give them a run for the money. I've already looked at it, the scenarios. So I'm not speaking out of – Yeah, so right now, if you're looking – Three teams right now that are eight and eight fighting for so the Saints have a chance to win the division. Seattle and Green Bay, Minnesota, Chicago, or Chicago's eliminated. Minnesota technically is still alive, but they need, but they a, need lot like a thousand help. things. Happen, yeah. yeah, and then like you said, in the AFC, you have same thing. You have three teams fighting for nine and seven plus the Bills, Texas, oh, uh, Texas yeah, Steelers, I, I, I and the Colts. Green Bay wins, they're in, and then the Rams yeah. will be the six, and then. We already know the Philly Rams. Man, oh my God, we're gonna possibly. We're gonna have, or, can you imagine week the first wild card weekend? And I wonder when they're gonna play this game and where they're gonna slate it at. But Matthew Stafford going back to Ford Field to take on the Detroit Lions and that'll first be a, round. That'll be a one o'clock Sunday game. Make that the Monday night game. Let's see. Well, which which what I mean which? Let's see. So the. You'd have Cleveland Jacksonville. I feel like that'd be the Saturday night game. What could be the Saturday day game? The four thirty game. Kansas City Miami might be the late Sunday game. Detroit could be the Saturday night game against the Rams. But then you'd have listen. You'd have I think uh, Green Bay Dallas could be the Monday night game or the four thirty. Mm. Green Bay Dallas, it's ratings. I get it, but like that game, like Green Bay at on the road, Dallas plays great at home. Tampa would be the one o'clock Sunday, I would think. Yeah, I could see that happening. I could see Miami, uh, Kansas City could be the night game. Dallas and uh, Green Bay be the four thirty on Sunday. You'd have Detroit and Jackson. And who would Buffalo? Buffalo, if they made the two, if they were the two seed, they'd play Texas Colts or Steelers. I bet they would play Saturday night in Buffalo. Should but either hard. way, listen. I, either way, I think yeah, you know, the Texans, of course, they're devastated with injury, especially in the on the offensive side with you know Tank Dell I and know. some of their other guys. But with Stroud, imagine if you had Tank Dell on your team too, fantasy football. I did. I know you and Ronnie both had him. I did. I was right there. What do you mean you're right there? You won. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? You won. You won. You won a championship. You're finally a champion, bro. Is my question now to you, Ted? Is I got two questions. Go ahead, talk is Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson or Brock Purdy going to follow in the footsteps of Mr. T3, Ted Keys, or are they just not going to? Well, I mean, we talked about it all year, and I think significant. I think Baltimore. Listen, they're the be- they've been the best team. They need to win a championship. Harbaugh. Who do, who do you think out of all the teams that like take away Kansas City? The three teams that we just mentioned: Buffalo, Baltimore, Dallas. Buffalo and Dallas because of the history. Dallas hasn't won one in like 26 years. I got one. I and got Buffalo, some players. Yeah. And Buffalo hasn't won one. Right. And I have Buffalo. a player that we haven't even discussed that is going to make the playoffs and still needs to figure out if he's the answer. And his name is down south in the 305, Mr. Tua. Because of the fact that you have an AFC East championship game on the line, Sunday night football, in the playoffs. you lose that game. You play like garbage, and then on top of you come back the next week and lose in the first round. Are the Dolphins giving him a long-term contract is the question because you already saw Herbert get it. You already saw yeah, Burrow. I mean, you saw Hurts. You, you saw those three guys in his draft class already get mega deals. 
And Jordan Love could be the next, possibly. He didn't get hurt this year, so that's one good thing you would say about him is he stayed healthy. He's not playing great at the right time. I'm not – and that's sorry, key. He's not, he's not getting the money. I'm sorry, but you're not getting the Herbert, Hertz, Mahomes, Josh Allen money. He so get, what is he? So what is he getting then? Because that's those are bit, we're talking 250 million right, plus. Right, no. What is he getting then? Russell Wilson, Kyle Murray. That's Damn. what we're talking about. Dak Prescott. Does he deserve it? He's he's. I don't think he's in the top five, but I think he gets like 140 million dollars. Maybe two hundred total, five yeah. years, two hundred million, one hundred forty total. What did Murray get for like guaranteed? Was it one eighty one? One hundred eighty nine. Yeah, so I'd give him like. And his contract million. was like two thirty. Yeah, I mean, I'd give him like one hundred forty. Damn. I mean, listen, you have to. What did Miami gonna do? Draft a quarterback? Trade for a quarterback? Who they, who I mean, they, when you really up? look at, I mean, the landscape of the NFL right now, a lot of these teams are still trying to figure out if a majority of these league. With the exception of six, seven, or eight teams, the rest of the league, I go nine or ten. I'll go nine or ten because I'll add Stroud, Goff. Most of the league is still trying to figure out if they got a guy, if they got Purdy, their guy. Yeah, and I hope you added Purdy to that list right now. Uh, yeah, 11. Yeah, he's not going, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, but that's Browns- what I'm saying. Majority of the league, three quarter, one-third of the league has their quarterback. The rest is still either – we're going to play with them for another year or so. We're going to go with them, or we're going to just try to find somebody else. And we're going to talk about one of those guys down the line because one of the biggest questions of this entire offseason in the NFL is what are the Chicago Bears doing at number one? And we'll talk about that down the line because that's a fascinating question because they are they have a good they have a good problem to deal with, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know if Ted agrees with that, but I would say they have a good problem. Well, I, I, think well, I don't want to get into it, but I just said it's a good problem. Would you agree that it's a good problem? I think it's a good and bad problem. Okay. I mean, I'll tell you one thing. I think a good problem is if you had a definitive answer. I think they have a tough answer, which I guess is good, but also tough because it's like, is there a wrong decision? Because you do take have Marvin Harrison, take Caleb Williams, or keep. You have a quarterback that everyone feels. For majority, shit. If I'm the Giants, I'm looking to try to go get Fields, man. I take he's fields. he's the real he's the real deal, you know. I and t- then I would take Fields, but Fields is well respected by his teammates. Mm-hmm. The fans last week were saying, "Keep you know, keep Fields, Fields." fields they love him, Fields. Yeah, you, they love him when he's playing well. So do you do they do something where you trade back to two or three, let someone else come get the quarterback, and go get Marvin Harrison? But here's the thing: if I'm the Bears, I wouldn't be too upset if I got the kid from Washington. Romeo oh, he's he's. I think the Giants would be. I mean, I if, still think if the Giants don't get a quarterback, that would be a guy I would love for the Giants to possibly look at. I do like Marvin Harrison though, and and of here's course. another. Guy, but I mean, here's another guy that like Malik Neighbors from LSU. Speedster. He's a stud too. He's really a stud. There's there's some underrated receivers in this draft, as we've seen years and years. I think there's five quarterbacks that get drafted in the first round. Yeah. I told I you that. Think, so. I think both. Are you ta- are you just saying that because I told you that, or you you didn't? No, I because you didn't believe that there was going to be five quarterbacks. Well, I think like drafted. like I think like a Bo Nix would be perfect at like fifteen to Denver. Uh, so you're because, saying five quarterbacks in the, you're saying five quarterbacks in the top fifteen because Penix well, is going to go in the top ten, especially if he plays exceptional like he did in in the uh, game against Texas in the Sugar Bowl against Texas. He played exceptional. If he plays again like that against Michigan in the national championship and wins, we're talking about Michael Penix being a top five pick possibly. 
Well, yeah, you got Jaden Daniels, you got uh, May, Caleb and got Drake, Charlotte. and then and, and then Bo, Bo is the fifth. Makes, I think Bo Nix would make sense of like a Denver team if they traded back, like trade back like fifteen to twenty. And Bo Nix kind of reminds me of like a Drew Brees, accurate, quick. I mean, you see what he did in Oregon. They mm-hmm. have receivers. Yeah. The Russell Wilson situation is a disaster because he's he's already said he's not waiving his no trade calls, which Denver's an idiot. Forgiving Compl- him. What a complete what a complete shit that show is that a is. And here's <laughs> that's, a shit. that's not a disaster. That's a shit show. You, I mean, you could say. I, I mean, I was gonna say what a f disaster, but I mean, what a joke. And and here's the thing: it barely lasted two years. They thought Sean Payton. They they can't do anything with him because he's not gonna waive his no trade call. So who the hell wants him? So they're gonna have to cut him, which means he's gonna have the largest dead, dead cap, cap yeah. on any team. Yeah. I don't know. It's just it's dude, your boy Russell Wilson, man, failed you. Let me ask you this before we get into college football. I'm gonna just give a quick. Quick predictions of the big games this weekend. I'm going to go through quickly. There's only a few. Who wins the AFC East for you? Buffalo. I'm on the same board with you, obviously. So Buffalo. We got Buffalo playing. What's the other big game I'm looking through? How about the AFC South matchup? I'm rooting for the Texans. I want the Texans to win. I got the Texans winning. Those are really the two big, big games this weekend. Everything else is playing for draft position, seeding. But to me, those are those are the major games of this weekend with the and with the standpoint of impact going forward. I just can't wait. It's there he is. You gotta show him. You can't just show his face. Show him. Show him to the crowd. He's the best looking keys now. He's My time has come. He's eating. Look at that. Who would have ever thought on January 4th we'd have a sighting of Ted Keys holding his son, baby Theo. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. I mean, listen, what I'm rooting for is Buffalo and the Texans to make the playoffs because I think that's the best possible matchups for the NFL. I don't, I, no one wants to see Pittsburgh. Sorry. No one wants to see Pittsburgh. No one wants to see the Colts. You, you sound like one of the people that are like, yeah, I want the best matchups in college football. <laughs> yeah, of course I do. Who the hell wants to watch shit football? Like, honestly, I'd rather see Stroud versus Josh Allen or one of those guys. Hell yeah. I want to see Allen in the playoffs. I, what do I see? Two of Mason Rudolph, Gardner Minshew. Yeah, great. Like the year, year, what was it, five, six, seven years ago when we had Brady versus no ones? It was like Blaine Gabbert, same year as Yeah, you remember that? Remember we did that show? The the legend versus the little, the journeyman. It was was Blake Bortles versus Brady. And it was, do you remember the other two quarterbacks? Do you remember the two other quarterbacks in that conference championship weekend? Oh, uh, Nick Foles. Yeah, who's the other one? Kirk Cousins. No. Did it be Minnesota? Yeah. Do you remember who the quarterback was that year? Had his best year ever as a pro. I'll give you a key. I'll give you. I'll give you it away right now, probably. Oh, um, I can't remember. He was the quarter. He was. That was the year they had the uh, Minneapolis miracle. Stephon Diggs against the Saints. Do you remember who the quarterback was? No, I don't. Mister Case Keenum. Oh shit! Yeah, absolutely. You remember that? Yeah, and then yeah. they mo- and then they got Kirk. They went after Kirk because they felt like they were a piece away. Oh, yeah, Kirk okay. was the missing piece, well, was, and it never tripped. Wow, never- that's how long ago that was, right? Yeah, no, like, it's that's when like, we first started doing the show. I mean, who would ever thought that the ma- the NFC would have better quarterback matchups than the AFC? If that's the situation, think about it. You would have yeah. Purdy, Dak, Hurts, Stafford, Golf, and and, and then the seventh seed could be Geno, could be Jordan Love. No, but you, uh, you have Love and Baker, and Baker has had a and really Baker. good season. I think yeah. he's earned a spot to come back next year for Tampa Bay. It's a funny, funny thing. It's funny how the way the world plays out like that. We were just talking about bowl games and how 
they've been terrible. They, I mean, forty something bowls, and literally there were four great bowl games this weekend or this this year. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. That's a big problem to have because just gotta. We just. I can't wait to see this twelve team playoff, playoff because I want to see how they're gonna play off the bowl season as well. Like, are they gonna cut bowls? Uh, like, I don't understand how they're going to make this work, but they're going to some one way or the other. Four bowl games that were great. LSU, Wisconsin, Clemson, Kentucky, and then the two college football playoff games. Those are the only great four games that were really like, oh, wow, these are actual fun games to watch. But now we are down to the final game. Ted, you look at how this college football playoff, and it was a lot of backlash from this committee, from the fans, from everybody. I just want to tell all the people that were bitching and moaning, the committee got it right. Well, I'll put it so this you way. so you could so you can stop complaining if you want to keep saying Florida State. Well, let's, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Half the guys from Florida State didn't play, and Georgia didn't have certain players either playing. I don't want to hear shit. No, I, no, I, I don't want to hear nothing. No, I know. As a coach, hold on. I'm so glad you brought up the Florida State thing quickly before we get into this national championship game. Kirby Smart and the Georgia Bulldogs had nothing to play for either. They had nothing to play for. But you know what? Because Kirby Smart is such a great coach and he's a leader of men and his players follow him and going to lead him to great things, guess what they did? They put a beat down. What did Florida State do? Oh, we're going to get politicians now. We're going to bitch and moan like everybody else does in this country. And guess what? You got deserved what you had. You lost by 60 points. And you know what? You should never speak again about it. And then you had the nerve. The players had the nerve to go out on Twitter and say, yeah, the committee got it right with all that stuff with Alabama losing. I'm sorry. Alabama was this close from winning and playing in a national championship. You guys lost by 60 points. Shut your mouths and don't ever speak again. So all the people that were complaining about it, shut up and move on because we have a national championship now and the college football playoff, the final four. And two undefeated teams. And two undefeated teams. The third matchup in the college football playoff with two undefeated teams. I believe the first first one. Do you, remember the, do you remember who the two matchups were? Yeah, there was Clemson, Alabama. And what was, was the other one? Georgia, uh, now it's you and Clemson. Ah, okay, okay, okay. I was going to say yeah, I got you on that one too. You know, I remember because um, I believe the number two seed won like every time, except for LSU was the one seed, I believe. Right? Uh, yeah, they were the one seed. Two, three was Clemson, Ohio State that year. Yeah. One of the greatest heartbreaks. But what else is new? My team's all I, – I, I've been just heartbroken with all my team's success recently. So, Ted, you saw how the college football playoff went. We thought – I thought that Michigan-Alabama game was one of the top five games I've seen in the past five years, maybe top three, because of the way it was played, the physicality, the style of play, the coaching, the Rose Bowl. It just was unbelievable. It was majestic. It was gorgeous. It was eloquent. It was everything you can imagine a Rose Bowl should be like. And on top of it, going to overtime. That Rose Bowl college football playoff game, there's a thing about it. Two overtime games we've seen before. I mean, it's been. Yeah, the Oklahoma, Georgia game. Georgia was game. Yeah. And then you had the night game. Sadly, I passed out. I got a little tired. Not really. <laughs> I had a good day. I had a good day off. You know, I, I think I deserved it. But the night game was just as good. And you look at now, we are down to. The final two, one versus two, both undefeated. Michigan versus Washington. With the way these storylines have been going throughout this year, what Michigan, what they've been dealing with, Washington being the underdog throughout all of this season, 
continuously doubted, and now they are only 60 minutes away from winning a national championship. So, Ted, the games were great on, on Monday. How do you think this game is going to shape up? Honestly, do you see the Huskies? Like, can they fulfill, the, I guess, the dream and, and shock the world because nobody really thinks that they should be here in the sense because of the fact that it's Washington, but what they've been able to prove and doubt everybody? I would say similar to the USC-Texas game, they have the best player in Michael Penix. You think Michael Penix is the best player on that field on Monday night? If he plays like he did the other night, yeah, absolutely. With him running and playing like he used to play with Indiana, and then the way he was throwing the football, lights out. Yeah, I mean, they can go three deep with the receivers. With, uh, what's it, Polk, McMillan, and uh, uh, Dunes Yeah. So the problem is, what stupid-ass coach running the ball on third down and get your running back, Dylan Johnson, hurt. That If he's not healthy, that could definitely have a drastic effect on them. Because, they're, listen, you're going to have to run the ball against Michigan. Yeah. You're going to have to run the ball or at least – Try to run the ball, be consistent, you mm-hmm. know, because they make them honest. Because listen, Michigan's defense is legit, they're good. Listen, they did really well against Ohio State, they shut down Alabama. I mean, but I, I will put it this way oh, Michigan has not faced a quarterback at this level all season. Sorry, uh, there yeah, no, you're right. Milrow, uh, Milrow for- was probably the best quarterback they played all year, yeah. And Penix is Penix to me is light years, and this is the best Milrow. offense they'll face all year, and. But- and- and maybe other than Saban, the best coach they'll face all year. But ha- is Washington able to keep up? Well, listen, Washington's – here's the thing. It's, Are they able to keep up with the physicality of Michigan? That, well, that's the question. I mean, listen, Washington has had no respect all season. Yeah, I mean, they, they have the, the Pac-12 championship, they were a nine-and-a-half-point dog against Oregon, a team that they already beat. <laughs> and this is a team they've already won nine games, I believe, by one possession, similar to what Minnesota. So they're yeah. used to playing in close games. So the pressure mm-hmm. situation will not get to them. Did you drink that already, bro? No, you got a little bit more. Um, yeah, you're milk, you're milk drunk right now. He's milk um, drunk. No, I mean, listen, I expect a great game. Listen, for me to not think Washington is going to be good or play well. <laughs> Ted's big. Ted's double, double, He's like Mr. Mom. He's no, the, I, I mean, he's taking care of the house. And he literally looks like Michael Keaton with the backward hat on and the white T-shirt. Want a bear? It's 7 it's o'clock hot. in the morning. Scotch, <laughs> um, but no, I mean, honestly, like their offense is legit, their defense is gonna have to be physical. Yeah. I'm not worried about the passing game of Michigan, you got to stop the running game, you're gonna have to stop Blake Corm and their personnel and and just you know put the pressure because I think the, uh, look at it this way similar to North Haven, if Washington can jump up on Michigan and make them have to play from behind. Mm-hmm. It's going to put pressure on mission where JJ McCarthy are going to have to throw the ball and might take them out of their normal game plan and rhythm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you're up, you know, say it's 10 nothing into the first quarter, like, oh, Washington's up. It's going to throw Michigan out of the loop. But if Michigan's up 10 nothing or 10 3, it's like they can continue to play with the lead. They can lean on their running game. I don't think Edwards didn't run the ball the other day. Did he play for Michigan, the running back number seven? Uh, I don't see him who, no, it was. I saw Quorum. And who was the other one? Who was the third stringer? I don't know. What's McMillan? I don't, I don't, I don't remember. Let me go look while you speak. And Michigan special teams are going to have to be much better than they were against Oh, Alabama. my God. Awful. It was awful how bad they were. Like, they literally almost gave yeah. the game away to oh, Alabama. Let me go look at this. I got to look. Hold One on. more? What was I going to say? So, I, I mean, you well, said a lot I, of great. You my said expectation, my yeah, expectation is another great game. Uh, why wouldn't I? I mean, both coaches yeah, are exceptional. 
you got two. Oh, McQuellen was the leading rusher last uh, against Bama. Okay. Oh no 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 no! Never mind. Hold on. Go ahead. As usual, moms. Well, <laughs> I was waiting for it. Yeah, Edwards, Donovan Edwards, and Coram. Those were yeah. The, yeah. I, ex- I listen. I expect a great game. I really do. I why? How should I not? I will be very disappointed if I don't get a great game. I expect because of both teams winning. It's not that they don't have pressure, but I feel like they both like Harbaugh and Michigan. They got over the hump. I look at them as like them. Against I think the Michigan world. has all the pressure in the world, Ted. Well, I, I Washington. I, at, I mean, Washington. Do, do they really why? have pressure? Why? Because they're the favorite. No, because of every no, not even that. It's not even the favorite. It's because of everything that they've been dealing with, what has been going on this entire season, knowing that it's a possibility, a real strong possibility that Jim Harbaugh could be coaching his final game in Michigan. Washington, Washington's the underdog. They've been the underdog all year. We yeah, just got to go play our game. This is a national championship. I get it. They both face pressure, but comparing to each other, Michigan's light years ahead with the pressure dealing with that. Well, I'd say no because you're in the national championship. Washington went with this. Here's the thing. Is Washington ever going to have oh, – when's the chance Washington's going to have another opportunity like this? I get it. I get it. So you got to capitalize a team that's loaded like this, the quarterback, the three receivers, the coach. It's You know, this is not Ohio State. This is not LSU. There's not the Clemsons and Alabamas and Georgias that can be here every year, and especially now that they're going to expand to a 12-team playoff where there's more games. You know, Which might help out for teams like Washington. There's more or... games where you know, you're going to have to – there you go. Get him side. Get the siding going. There we go. Ted's babysitting and talking sports. The guy's a double threat guy. I think you see this game, and it's the complete opposites the way these styles of play for both of these teams are. Michigan loves the ground and pound, play action, JJ McCarthy, Blake Corum. And then you look at Penix and that trio of receivers. They love to just run and gun. It comes down to the line of scrimmage, obviously. It's it's like that every game. Whoever wins the battle on the line of scrimmage is going to win this football game. If Penix has Penix has time, like he did against Texas, and he can deliver the accuracy, the throws that he was making, NFL-type throws, throws that are going to get him playing on Sunday soon enough, if he can do that, then Washington has a great, great shot of winning the national championship. If Michigan plays how they've been playing throughout the year with running it with Blake Corum, keeping it with J.J. McCarthy, playing smart football, and just do what they've been doing this entire season, they're going to win. But if they play the way they did with special teams-wise, and with the way that offense is so fast, it's like the Dolphins watching the Miami Dolphins play because they could score at will. If you give them a short field, Washington's going to take advantage of that. They're going to score at will, and they have. And maybe I do agree with you, Ted. They, pro- they do have the best player in, on the field. It's, it should be a hell of a game. Because of this battle, the battle of styles, the different styles that both of these defensives are going to have to deal with. It just comes down to Washington. Can you continue to play that underdog mentality, underdog role where nobody's giving you a chance and you continue to just doubt and prove the doubters wrong? And can Michigan, you know, just pull a, a Brady and, and win the national championship in front of NCAA. And that would be just the perfect thing for the NCAA, like Brady and Goodell had to do the year that they had their whole Spygate situation. Is that good? I'm looking forward to it, man. I, I, no, I I'm happy. I mean, it's something different because, it, we, we like, that's another thing. We don't have Alabama. We don't have Clemson. We don't have Ohio State. We don't have Georgia. We got Washington versus Michigan. Well, Jeff, here's the other thing. 
Last year's semifinals, and I was going to ask you this too because I thought about this because you asked me the other day, was these two semifinals better than last year's semifinals? I don't know if the – I mean, listen, both games came down to the final play. I'll say so, yes because Ohio State lost. Well, here's the thing. Both games came down to the final play. But last year, I mean, you think about it. That Ohio State game against Georgia, yeah. they were – came down to a missed field goal, which that game was a classic. Now, of course, I think if Marvin Harrison played the whole game, why do you got to move so much? Um, would be better. Jesus, I'm on television right now. Can we wait? Oh. Um. So you know you had that game, which is a missed field goal, but that was a great game. And then listen, the Michigan. Don't hit him too hard. He might spit up on you. That's okay. And Eric burped like loud. I muted the mic. Um. <laughs> the the, the New York Michigan game was a was a really good game. Fifty one forty five. But I, I but I mean back and forth. With so much drama, I, I would say these two games were better because they came down to the last wire. But that Washington game should have never came down to the way it, it never, it never, you know, way that came down because they yeah. almost blew that. Let's finish it up. Who, okay? who is winning the national championship in Houston? No, is it the my, Michigan I'll, Wolverines I'll my, or I'll is it the Washington Huskies? I'll make my prediction Monday when I know all the details of who's playing, who's hurt, what's going on. We'll, well you already know my, you already know my prediction. I'm not I changing. Know, I know you're picking Washington. But Michigan, I mean, what do you think I'm going to root for Michigan? Hey, it's like rooting for Dallas or Philly to win no, a Super Bowl. Not. No, it's not. Time to jump on the road. I'm an Ohio State fan, bro. I don't like Michigan. They are. That's like rooting for the Red Sox. Yeah, well, come on. I tell you one thing though. It's uh, you just hope, and I think we. I don't really have to hope, but I, I don't expect the same type of game that we had last year in the national championship, where Georgia versus TCU, where it's two different matchups. You know, I expect a different game. You know, I expect yeah. this game game to be. Well, we can only hope it's not Georgia TCU. I don't. I think it is two different teams. What's up, Bubba? Well, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the last week of the NFL as playoffs is only a week away. And for college football fans, enjoy it. We're all hoping for it to be a true classic like the college football playoff. We'll make our predictions come Monday night or Monday. We'll make it once Ted knows all the details, like he said. So enjoy the boys of fall as it ends is near. And there he is. Do we get there? He is Jake's Bubba Jr. From me, Ted and Theo, baby Theo, keys to the city. We want to say, I know Larry David has the January 3rd deadline of saying happy new year, but we're going to say it one last time on January 4th. Happy new year to all. Enjoy the weekend. We'll see you next episode. We are out. You are now in tune to the Keys to the City podcast.